Hi, everyone. Welcome into episode number 82 of the Building Up Podcast. I'm David McConnell. As always, thank you guys for taking time to be with us today on this episode of the podcast. We're talking a little bit about what is a discipling community. Why is it so important, even essential for a believer to be a part of one? This is something that for me right now in the season that we're in as a church, Agape Church in Pinson, that the Lord really has just laid on my heart. This is not a new teaching. This is actually a very traditional Christian ethic being part of a what I'm calling discipling community, but being part of a church and um, the activities that we do within the church in order to spur one another on to spiritual growth. Uh, but this is is something the Lord has really laid on my heart recently that a desire to see everyone associated with Agape a part of a discipling community within the church. And uh, it, I've been talking about it some in corporate worship services, and I want to take some time to put some thoughts down in a podcast format as well. Now, if you don't go to Agape, if you're outside of Agape Church and you have to listen to this podcast, thank you so very much for doing so. And if you are a new listener or you've been listening for a while but you've never reached out, we would love to hear from you. So you can use the email that you hear on our outro today and uh, just let us know. Uh, introduce yourself. I'd love to read that email. Just um, uh, greet you over um, that way over the internet and uh, just have a little bit of understanding where you are and uh, how you came across the show. But this is not something that is just specific to our church, discipling community. I'm not talking about a ministry that we're launching or uh, uh, some type of new small group strategy. So if, if you're a believer, Wherever you are, I think that it is so important, essential that you be a part of a discipling community. And I just want to kind of lay that out today. I want to exhort us in that. I do think it's an idea that is really it's it's taken a hit um, in the last uh, 18 to 20 months of this pandemic that we've been in. Uh, even before the pandemic, I think if we were honest, many Christians, we find it difficult to just stay in community, especially in a sustained basis. Uh, we find that there are things that oppose our being a part of a community on a, cons a consistent time period. Uh, some of that opposition is just our busy weeks, you know, our lives. We got so much going on, and, and sometimes it seems like going to a Bible study or a small group or going to coffee with someone to talk about Scripture or pray for one another, going to a corporate worship service, all different forms of engaging in community. It just seems like those things are really difficult, uh, like we're having to add them to our schedule. And so sometimes we get so busy, um, the opposition is that uh, we just don't feel like going or don't feel like we have time to go. Other other opposition, sometimes it's just a, you know, our very makeup. Uh, we're not all extroverts. We're not all, um, you know, we wouldn't call ourselves a people person. And so sometimes uh, isolation for us is how we rest. And so it, it seems like it's hard to go and really give ourselves over to engaging in community. And then, you know, for some of us, the opposition is experience. We've had a rough time in church. We've been a part of a group before or a Bible study or, a, you know, friendships within the church and, and, and maybe they didn't go well. Uh, or maybe we were even abused or misused. And so it's just really put a bad taste in our mouth in terms of even being a part of anything uh, within community. All those are just what we find oppositions sometimes to uh, the, the Christian ethic of needing one another and being together for 
the purposes of living out our faith. And then you introduce the pandemic, and all of a sudden there's this danger in drawing close to other people, and, and really the whole pandemic has taught us to think about these things differently. I don't know if you do this, but I found myself watching movies or television shows that were you know, made years ago and seeing people in close quarters and inside of crowds. And my thought is, oh, wow, none of them are wearing masks or, yeah, they're really getting really close. They're not social distancing. And it's just like our whole mindset has been, for many of us, it's just been uh, reformed. Uh, and, and, and so things that were really normal uh, two years ago are not so normal anymore. And the very idea of being together with other people has been called into question, especially the church. Is it safe? And the reality is that uh, when God designed the church and he designed us to be together with other Christians in community, he knew there would be times where that would be a very dangerous proposition. Uh, and you know that danger might be from a governing structure that is telling Christians, don't get together, don't exercise your faith, don't talk about Christ. And so there would be a danger of going to jail, prison, even suffering, beatings. Uh, or worse, if you were to actually do those activities. Uh, and then certainly God knew there would be pandemics. He knew there would be physical dangers that would go along with gathering. Yet, if we take on the name of Christian, it is very clear that we are called to be a part of something with other believers. And, and I'm calling that something discipling community. And again, I, I just... I want this to be motivation and exhortation to us to really consider what the Bible says and to combat that opposition that comes up in our lives. Even if we're not experiencing that right now, we likely will a month from now or two months from now. We'll enter into a season where it just seems like something is opposing us being a part of a community. And I, I really want to stress, especially with those of us at Agape, but but anyone who's listening to this podcast, the need to give ourselves to a discipling community. So what do I mean by that, um, using that term? Uh, first of all, disciple. It's a learner. Uh, it's someone who is learning what it means to follow Jesus and live like Jesus. That's the call. The Bible says, if you have received Christ, so walk in him or live in him. So being a Christian is not just a, an activity that you add to your life. Uh, uh, you know, certain things or certain religious practices now that you're a Christian. If you're a Christian, the, the entire makeup, you're transformed, you're made into a new creature. Uh, God lives inside of you and he is working in you and giving you new desires and uh, abilities for new things and actions and, and a way to live. And, and so part of that way to live is in a community. Uh, as you're learning to be a disciple, you're not doing that in isolation. Even if you think about this from how you learn from God himself, right? God is, and, and this gets into some deep waters that we're not going to wade very far into today, but God is uh, one God, three persons. God is, there's a community even within the Godhead that we see in Scripture. So if you're becoming a learner or a disciple, just even in your own study, praying with your Bible open, you are learning from God who is in community 
with himself. I don't know of another way to put that, but you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God the Father has uh, planned and designed your salvation. God the Son has secured your salvation and your forgiveness of sins as an atoning sacrifice for your soul. And God the Holy Spirit comes into your life when you're a believer and empowers you for the Christian life. So the, the very act of God making you transforming you into a disciple that there's a community in which you are learning with God but then even beyond that um, we are told to be in connection and relationships and fellowship what the Bible calls koinonia a Greek term very close partnership with others other people who are also saved, born-again Christians who are learning what it means to follow Christ. God is designed that we do this together. So that's where the community aspect comes in. We want to be in relationship with other people, but it's not just any community because you can have community outside of the church. You can build a community uh, with people who are not believers through you know, maybe shared interest. You know, you find some people that you really love the same sport or the same hobby, uh, and and you can form a community with them. When my wife and I first, uh, the very first home we ever purchased, we really weren't walking with Christ. We weren't uh, going to a church, but we bought this little garden home in this little neighborhood, and the five or six houses on our little dead-end alcove street we all became really good friends. We would pull grills into the middle of the street during the summer. We would all grill out. We would sit in each other's driveways till two or three in the morning, just talking and having a good time. And it was a wonderful little community of people that I look back on now. And, and, and the shared interest that we had is we all lived on this little street and we liked to hang out and play games and eat food. And so we formed a little community, but it, you know, when we say discipling community, we're talking about not just relationships with people, but we're talking about relationships that have a purpose. And so we're becoming disciples in community, and we're in community becoming disciples or for the purpose of discipling one another. And so that's this idea of discipling community. God has designed it so that you have a role to play in helping other people that you're in relationship with in a local church become more like Jesus. And those people that you're in this local church with, they have a role to play in your life of you becoming more like Jesus. That is how God designed it. And we really can't reform that. We we can't undo that. We can't let the American ideal of being uh, you know very individualistic and just living in isolation and doing things on our own, we can't let that overtake the the very clear biblical ethic of being in community for one another uh, for the purpose of discipleship. A couple of passages come to mind that, that I want to relate to you and just let you even look at yourself. One, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, we are told, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. So we're, we're told, the writer of Hebrews says, as Christians, you need to put consideration into how do I motivate, the word can even mean provoke, 
these people that are in my life, the one another's that are in my local church, how can I provoke them to love and good works? Uh, there's this energy level that you need to spend in thinking about how do I help other Christians love God better? How do I help other Christians love people better? How do I help these believers that are in my life do good works? How do I help them serve? How do I help them use their gifts? Those are things that we're supposed to put energy toward. And and the best way for us to do that, I mean, you could try to impact a lot of people, maybe something similar to what we're doing now, like we have a podcast. So we hope that this impacts people uh, and stirs them up to love and good works. But the main way that you walk out that passage is within the local community that God has placed you in. That's the one another that you really are focused on and should be focused on, and that's the Christian life. If you're not in community, a discipling community, you can't do that. You can't be stirred up to love and good works by someone else, and you can't uh, stir them up if you're not in community. Now, how do we stir one another up? I'll point out a second passage, Colossians 3.16. Colossians 3.16 actually gives us more detail of how we do this. So here's instructions again to a church, a local church. Let the word of Christ, talking about scripture, dwell in you richly. And he goes on to say, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So this within this discipling community, uh, the, the center is the word of Jesus uh, being applied to our hearts by the Spirit of God. And that word dwells in us. Well, then we're supposed to take that word and teach the people around us. And sometimes we have to admonish them. We have to warn them gently with the word. And warnings are never fun, but they're there for a reason. We need to be able to receive them and we need to be able to give them at times. And we're supposed to do that with all wisdom and we even sing God's word together. That's an encouragement and an exhortation. And so when I say discipling community, here's what I have in mind. That you are a part of a group of people that are helping you process your life day to day by God's word. They are helping you understand how to consider all of your life through the lens of Scripture and how to grow in becoming more like Jesus in the way that you relate to the world. Specifically, that they want to take God's Word and help you be stirred up to love God more and to love other people more and to do good works to shine your light in the world. And at the same time, you are doing that for other people. You are helping other people Consider their lives and how they should process what's happening day to day through God's word and how you can stir them up to loving God better, loving other people and doing good works. And my, and my question on the podcast today, just wrapping up, really is this. Who's that group of people for you? Who is discipling you right now? Who is stirring you up? Who is teaching and admonishing you in relationship. And who are you doing that for? Who are you discipling? Who are you stirring up? What group are you a part of in which this is happening? And my encouragement is you should be in one. We all should. We should be, whether it's a Bible study group or a, 
a small group that meets in a home or friends within the church that we get together for coffee and dinner. There needs to be routine, consistent times that we are getting together to stir one another up to love and good works and to teach and admonish one another. And that is discipling community, and that is how God has designed us to live. More on this to come, I'm sure, in the weeks and months ahead. But I, I hope at least this is just planting a seed for you to consider your life and the role of discipling community in your life. Uh, thank you for listening today. I love all of you in Christ. Until next time, grace and peace to your family. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast, a ministry of Agape Church in Pinson, Alabama. If you have a question about today's podcast or would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us, buildingup at agapepinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app. Son, I'm giving you victory.